<laughs> hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker, and this is episode number 209 of WP Water Cooler. Today, we're talking about waking the WordPress what? REST API. <laughs> <laughs> That's how long we had to wait. Release we had to sit the there and wait for the REST API to happen, and we're finally waking it up. I'm super excited to talk about this particular topic. So, thank you all for being on today. Let's go around the room real quick and get everyone introduced. George, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I am George Stefanis. I work on Jetpack by day, WordPress core by night. Uh, and I am a co-organizer for the Lancaster, Pennsylvania WordPress meetup group slash WordCamp Lancaster. That's a cool hat. I want one. Yes, it is. <laughs> nice. Joe, how about you? Tell us about yourself. Uh, yeah, my name is Joe. I'm uh, one of the co-founders of HumanMade. And I'm also uh, part of the uh, WordPress REST API team. Uh, so I guess that's why I jumped on today. Chat about that. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on. How about you, Josh? Hi, I'm Josh Pollock. I am uh, from Caldera WP. We make Caldera forms, a drag and drop WordPress form builder, and I've written a lot about the REST API. Awesome. Well, it's good to have you on. How about you, Russ? Uh, hey, I'm Russ. I do uh, things in Las Vegas with WordPress. I read a lot of Josh Pollock's uh, articles about the WordPress uh, REST API. And uh, very excited. Ow! Good to have you on. What about you, Say? Speed, um, and I make WordPress, use WordPress, preach WordPress, teach WordPress, at Saving Media on all the things. And I am have been interviewing people about the REST API for like a year. So I am excited because now people will give me different answers <laughs> when, <laughs> when they say that they're excited about something. Oh. Anyway. Exactly. How about you, Steve? I am Steve Zenkin. I'm the founder of Zeek Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup. And we will be meeting tonight uh, at 7 p.m. in my office here in Huntington Beach. Nice. I'll be streaming it live, too, so make sure you go check that out. I'm, I'm trying, to, I'm, I'm trying not to say anything incriminating. <laughs> you can find me over on Jason Tucker on Twitter and jasontucker.us. And I, just like Say said, um, when we do interviews <laughs> with folks about what's the most interesting thing that's going on in WordPress, they're all excited about the REST API, and they're hoping that it would actually happen sometime this decade. And it looks like we did, so we're all excited about it. So who wants to tell us a little bit about the REST API and like why is this so important for folks? I vote Josh. <laughs> one, two, three, not it. Um, Josh, start reading one of your blog posts. <laughs> I, I think it's pretty exciting because I'm a plugin developer um, and making APIs for sending data back and forth from the browser to WordPress is always this big challenge where you have to figure it out every damn time whether that's to update posts or do something custom for your plugin. Uh, and the WordPress REST API gives us default routes for, hey, this is how you read or update a post or a user or whatever, and a simple, quick way to build your own APIs for your own plugin site themes data. Uh, so as a developer, that's super exciting. And it's already starting to create core stuff that users can be excited about using. Awesome. How, well, why, why did it take so long? Why did it take so long for this to actually happen? Well, I didn't realize we were going to talk about politics on this show. I think, I think we should. Why not? <laughs> my my uh, short version uh, is, uh, so it took about uh, four or five years, I think, in total, uh, from Ryan McHugh's first patch to kind of where it is now. But about two years ago, then it was kind of uh, almost rebuilt 
with the intention of, of kind of like building uh, an internal API to be able to build APIs on. Uh, so this isn't really just like an API for the WordPress data. It's a bit more meta than that. And that, that added a huge amount of effort because everything you then have to do, you need to make account for people using it in lots of different ways rather than just posts and comments and things like that. And you have to think about everything in a much more abstract way. Uh, so there was that. There's also a good amount of politics and things in the WordPress ecosystem. People what? you have to get on board, no. things like that. No. No. Used to most no. of you, I know. Um, so that took quite a while. Also, there's like a kind of like, you know, energy from the team, I think, has kind of like gone up and gone down over the years as well. And that like, obviously, without energy from the core team, <laughs> then uh, like nothing's going to move forward. Uh, so I think uh, this time we managed to get enough kind of momentum, I guess, to actually get there. Uh, but that accounts for a lot. Also public demand. Because everyone's like, what? Just do it. Time, Just though. can you do it? Yeah, but, but it was getting like, it was getting like, like deafening. Yeah. Like it was like, all right, all right, we hear you. And it's like, oh no, okay, you guys are being really loud. You need to settle down. <laughs> I mean, honestly, a lot of it boils down to the fact that we're publishing a REST API for a quarter of the web. Uh, we need to do a lot of internal revisions to make sure we're doing it the right way and not that we're going to ship it and then nine months later say, oh, blast, we wish we would have done it this way instead. And then suddenly we're versioning things and people don't know what version they can rely on. We have a big responsibility to the whole entirety of the web to make sure that we do get it right. And yeah, I'm very confident that I think at this point that we have. And because WordPress is not Google. Let's just let's, be clear. Let's be, but let's, about let's be taking clear care of its users. I wasn't sure. Let's, let's be clear about something else. It's not, it's not like it hasn't been available, right, up until mm -hmm. now, right? So it's been available as a plugin if you elect to, to install it and use it. Now it's being built in. That's the big change. Well, also, I, I think with Mullenweg leading 4.7, I think he was kind of the... He's not. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's Helen. Helen. It's oh, really? I thought he was running. He did four six. Oh, I no, thought he, he ran four seven. Yeah, he did. He just did one. <laughs> no, he, oh, did. No. Didn't he was go going ahead. to do four seven. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm on, I'm on factcheck.org right now, and um... <laughs> then I retract my previous statement. Go ahead, <laughs> jerk. <laughs> I thought for sure though, with with, with somebody like with with a Mullenweg leading that, saying, "Hey, with with what we're doing with WooCommerce." And how Jetpack is is going into doing everything um, Under the on their end. I really thought that there'd be a, a bigger call to use the the REST API. Well, there um, is, but honestly, it just Jetpack has uses to do with the Mac. core REST API. Jetpack uses the core REST API. It does, yeah. yeah it's really uh, the infrastructure, yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of there have been a fantastic amount of effort put in from varying plugins to build off of it. Uh, and I think that's the the main two advantages that we're going to get from the core REST API over the months and years to come is convergence, which means that um, they every, every plugin used to have its own like AJAX endpoint they would register, and then it was really hard to identify and for other folks to build off of. With everyone migrating to then use the core REST API endpoints for content management, you have a lot more convergence where. No one's not everyone's making their own little endpoint, everyone's using the one common endpoint, <laughs> which means Make that it's a your lot own easier. Little endpoint. <laughs> your own special Once you have 
authentication rolled in, which is not coming out in 4.7, but it's still being worked on and iterated on. But once you have a common authentication method, uh, something like ManageWP or InfiniteWP or even WordPress.com can use the core SDI API endpoints uh, and then manage a lot of different sites from one central dashboard. And I think I, th I think that's the the thing about this being merged into core is like yes you could use it as a plugin before and you know thousands of people did do that but that's very different to twenty five percent of the web and the authentication stuff will open that up even more but this is you know uh, maybe the biggest or one of the, the the bigger kind of like opening it up to a big section of the web for people to use in a in a common way so yes you've been able to do that read only before in some ways like RSS and things. Uh, but this is kind of must be kind of one of the biggest, at least, uh, kind of advances to uh, allow people to do full read write for such a huge amount of websites. I think it's really going to crack crack it open uh, because there's so much going on with uh, data exchanges these days. Everyone's you know apps, everyone's super into it, and this is just going to make WordPress the easiest one. I think for that because it's already so user friendly, so you don't have to worry about that part of it. So the data that you can get in is can be pretty decent, and then you know now you can do stuff with it, and it's standardized, and it's part of the core. And I just think that is just going to embolden so many people to do projects that were more complicated before that are now easier because of that that workflow. It's the last missing piece to really make WordPress a platform. Right, so WordPress is now a platform, and as we're reviewing other platforms uh, in, in our as we're developing things, we won't use another platform unless unless it has an API. Right, so we need those APIs to get data in and out, right? especially when it comes to mobile apps. Right, that's that's the big change for us is uh, we can now integrate truly integrate a mobile app with. Uh, with WordPress. In the past, we've had to build those systems, those middleware systems ourselves because it didn't yeah. it just didn't exist. Well, especially if you're like when you get into like migration or when you're trying to move things from one place to another place, like it was really difficult to try to marry those up and get everything together. Now we have something common to, to go around and that's gonna make our infrastructure easier to work with, which in turn should make everybody's infrastructure easier to work with. Well, and yeah, it helps, I expect it helps, to see it. It, it helps with our. I was just going to piggyback on what what Russ says. It it helps uh, with our perception as developers, right? So as WordPress developers, we're now developing on. I hate to put it this way, but a real platform, right? So we're we we I mean we're we're taken seriously throughout the rest of the of the ecosystem, right? It's another it's another mi missing piece. There's still there's still a perception in the rest of the world that don't deal with WordPress, that WordPress is a blogging platform, right? I still, I still get those sort of sentiments from, from my new clients and I have to explain what it can do. Now this is just another piece to make it, uh, it's a, we're, we're now the real deal. The, the easiest way to solve that, Steve, is taking that off your website that says WordPress is just we don't, a blogging platform. I don't, you, you, know, you know I don't lead with technology, but when we have to have those technology conversations with, say, an yeah. IT person, it, it's a difficult, it's a difficult, Sale right now, and honestly, as interoperability increases, the more we have uh, JSON and REST as the common data structures and exchange methods, it's making it a lot easier for 
the front end to have no inter real interaction with the back end apart from the API. And that's what we really mean when we say uh, WordPress is really becoming a platform because someone could very easily, I'm expecting to see this happen a lot more, use WordPress not for the front end, not use a WordPress theme or anything, just use WordPress for user login, for storing your uh, data structures. And then the front end can be built using Angular, Ember, React, uh, whatever yeah, JavaScript you library you everything want. everything out of it. And then you can use all of this. The the, the user interface is, I think, what is the, the most revolutionary, mm -hmm. has always been the most amazing thing about WordPress because I used to, I, I still call it, when I do my beginning talks, I call it an FDI, which stands for Fancy Data Inputter, which is basically all that it is. And because you can customize the admin fully and you, user roles and all of that, so you have total control, that is like just the perfect interface that's pre-made that ha doesn't require some developer to think about how lay people think because it's already there. And then you just connect it up. And so this just makes, I feel like it just doubles down on how great and and, and the, the longevity that future, that WordPress has in front of it. At that point, I just, I, just a fancy interface layer between the actual yeah. web app and the database. Good. Well, yeah. I, I, we need one. We have it. We, there, there's no standards. There are no I, standards. And I it just provides something. And it's it's kind of beautiful. And so I, just, I disagree with what people are saying when they're like, let's, let's make apps. Let's make decoupled front ends. Like, I want to make apps. I want to make decoupled front ends. But I think we miss the idea that, like, this is a developer tool that could make it easier to iterate on, on features in WordPress core mm -hmm. because you don't have to write the, sort of the backend side. It's already there. Like, I want to do something yeah. cool to update posts. Like, there's no PHP code involved in that. And me as a plugin developer, once I have an API in a project, it speeds up my development really fast. Absolutely. Um, and that's the stuff that's really cool. And because we have, it's built around core authentication, um, there's nothing new there. Um, which I think was one of the core decisions was not to add a new um, yeah. like parallel authentication system. And for me, as somebody who's like hacking out custom uh, plugins for uh, clients and building plugins for my own, like that's where it really accelerates things. Well, yeah, man, I, I, I just want to touch on what what George was saying. Like, there's there's been a lot of uh, user cases where like we've had clients who they want to use WordPress as a back end just as a back end and they built something on the front and going about that was was this crazy build time of you know like six months or doing this or trying to get this data convert it and move it over and i think when you look at custom client projects they're always trying to do something that's not fitting inside of a box and i think this will actually take those projects and help fit it more into that box than we've ever seen before i mean take a look at like um, like I said, Jetpack, we integrated the REST API to make custom endpoints to you give Jetpack, on. I know. I Sorry, I work on it. But, <laughs> but it's the nice cool thing is that That's all the cool thing. now we, we're using the JSON API, API endpoints to tell you the status of all the modules in Jetpack. You can activate and deactivate them that way. It makes it much easier and quicker for us to iterate on the UI, as well as for if someone builds a mobile app that authenticates uh, to WordPress, that can then that mobile app can then use those same API endpoints to control Jetpack, to control mm -hmm. Yoast SEO, to control WooCommerce, to do the exact same operations from your mobile phone as a native app. So, so and that's the best side effect. What do you guys know that is currently using this outside of Jetpack? Uh, that's that's you know publicly you know accessible and able to interact with your site remotely. 
What do you mean, like another another app? You mean a client yeah. or a plugin that provides endpoints? Uh, a client that's that's connecting to it and interacting with it using that REST API. I uh, I have one actually. Uh, I'm building a, a mobile app called Vienna, which uh, uses the WordPress REST API to the core endpoints, which was essentially once they've been merged in four seven. Uh, it it as you'd expect uses all of those. It doesn't uh, nothing to do with the. The Jetpack stuff, but one quite interesting thing with that is with uh, things like the also that was merged into the latest round is the settings endpoints and also the post meta endpoints. All of those are uh, in the API quite dynamic, so it means that in the Vienna app, then I've been able to build UI to automatically render all of the settings. So even if you as a developer define a new setting in the back end, that automatically shows in the mobile app, and the same with post meta and things like that. So my hope is, you know, over the next year or two, more plugins add more endpoints in a somewhat standard readable way. You know, if, if you've got a plugin that's going to add a post meta box, you should also make sure your metadata is available via the API, allowing others to use it. So then for clients of any kind or, uh, you know, maybe specific tools you want to build on your site can, can make use of those. So I'm kind of hoping that uh, plugin developers are going to jump on this and like do API first, then build their stuff on it, but also allow other people to use it as well. So what yeah, happens? So, so that's couple... actually a really good question, though. Like, what is that going to mean when when this comes out? What is backwards compatibility going to look like? Is there going to be a lot of developers staying up late at night rewriting what they've already done, or is this going to be kind of a plug and play kind of thing? So most of this stuff is uh, more of a forwards compatibility thing, I guess, rather than backwards. Like. Stuff is kind of added by developers to the REST API. It's, it's a lot more difficult at the code level to kind of change existing stuff. So people that are relying on the REST API, the stuff they have now will always be there. It's just like in two years, then there's also going to be things like widgets and menus and like lots of other stuff as well. Uh, so it's more to you know, uh, make sure that, that uh, stuff we do now doesn't impede future progress rather than being locked in now. Uh, I, th I think we have a pretty good system of uh, baking in you know, backwards compatibility via versioning. If we need to change design of things in, in the future, then we can. Uh, but, but broadly speaking, I think clients are going to want to best adapt to new stuff, but they don't have to. If you've written an app to list, let's just take the second settings example. If your app just shows the available settings in the REST API, 10 settings or whatever, like that's fine. That's all your app does. If that happens to be 20 settings down the road and your app doesn't integrate with them, then that's a shame. But it never did that in the first place, so I don't think you've really lost anything. So what happens to the WordPress mobile app? <laughs> what has happened? Uh, They've been yeah. talking about improvements to that for a long time, but that hasn't been. There's, there's a team on it, like, working diligently, I'd say, well. I think the WordPress, I'll, I'll give you my take on it. George may have a different opinion. I know he's obviously uh, more on that side of things than me. I kind of see the, the WordPress mobile app, what we call the WordPress mobile app, to really, uh, for one better term, to be kind of like a WordPress.com focused mobile app. Mm -hmm. So that's just to say, like, the features that it is really interested in is quite much like blogging based, I think. Like, we kind of consider, you know, WordPress.com is quite blogging based, really. Uh, so, like, in, unless they change direction, then most of the, you know, if, if you connect Jetpack, uh, the WordPress.com app to your WordPress site that doesn't have Jetpack, then you're really like, you only get one screen, you're only able to do a few things. And so I kind of see it as that's kind of the direction for that app, which I think is great. Like mobile apps really should generally be a little more specific that we have the whole of WordPress right now. Um, 
my Vienna app I see as more of a uh, just um, more of an example of like here's a quite a meta app that allows you to edit all of the content in your uh, WordPress site I guess but it doesn't really have because of that it's not able to have a very compelling kind of user um, story I guess of like what exactly am I doing with this app whereas the WordPress.com one does have that it does encourage writing blog posts and things like that and the stats around them uh, so that's kind of my take I guess on where it falls so I guess that means that at some point here we'll be able to actually interact with custom post types in say that in that app yeah know, so the app that I have Vienna does already uh, work with custom post types and things like that uh, so because the API allows you to expose these things in a fairly abstract way then like one post type is no no uh, more special than another. So if I register a post type called products or whatever, that has exactly the same weight and discoverability in the REST API as posts do. So to my client, then products are no more special than posts. Nice. See I that? also think having like things like what Joe's building that are relatively simple and are on GitHub, it'll lead to a lot of forks of what Joe's building and what similar people are building. Uh, to say like, hey, I want to deliver an editor that's very specific to this site, or I want to fork it and make one that works just with you know my plugin. It happens to have post editing as a side effect. Yeah, that's the I mean that's thing. a tremendously useful thing, if for no reason other than the majority of the folks that uh, deal in the WordPress ecosystem were folks that are web developers, were folks that know PHP, JavaScript, CSS, HTML, that sort of stuff. We're not folks that know uh, Java and Objective-C. So to actually get folks that can build native mobile apps, you're largely pulling from a completely separate talent pool of folks that really don't care that much about WordPress as a project. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's why I'm glad that like Automatic has uh, invested and has a team that builds what, like, as Joe said, is largely a WordPress.com mobile app, but also, with it, if you take WordPress.com completely out of the equation, it can connect directly to your .org site using the legacy XML RPC API, and hopefully, um, as soon as uh, this is publicly released and there's authentication methods, and it can connect directly to a .org site, it's going to transition over to that model as well. Um, so yeah, I would I love to see... Sorry, Honestly, if if there was another uh, personally, now this is not me as automatic or anything. This is just personally, I would love to see uh, the mobile apps for WordPress transition to something that the community around WordPress actually maintains. And I would love to see there be enough interest in that and enough effort in that, even if that means it winds up being like some uh, React powered thing in JavaScript, just because that's the language that people know. Yeah, but I'd say um, even that, on the that, question with that yeah. I, I was going to say on the on the technology, you're right that like you don't really have a big crossover of Objective C developers and people that are really passionate about WordPress. Um, like it's surprisingly true even for front end JavaScript developers. Like what we're kind of hoping a lot of people will build really compelling experiences on the REST API. Right, it unlocks the ability for you to use JavaScript in 2016 using things like React. Even there, you don't have a, a very big crossover. I'm hoping that that obviously increases. You know, Matt Mullenweg, even himself, has kind of tried to encourage everybody to go in that direction. Uh, but I do, do see that as a, as a pretty uh, big educational thing to solve because uh, we really need these different development communities mixing as well, as, as much as we can in the whole WordPress ecosystem because that's really when things will actually be built that are super cool. Like right now, me building a mobile app is like nice. Uh, but it can't really rely on the few people that are like so close to the center uh, for for that to be more scalable. 
Well, I think it's appropriate to have you know someone like you actually doing that because you're essentially scratching your own itch a little bit there. So it makes sense that at some point here, other people are going to look at this and say, you know what, I can do this as well. Which, Steve, right? I mean, that's kind of what you're looking at this. Yeah, I mean, we you know we've we we've got both disciplines on our staff here, right? So I've got uh, I've got WordPress uh, talent, and we've got people who do Objective C. Um, you know, there is a language that might bridge the gap uh, in the future, and that's Swift. Right, Swift. Swift was just open sourced uh, by Apple, and it, it it is being pushed to to different platforms. It's going to take a while, so I don't know. It, but it is, yeah. It's two different disciplines. Well, we see the same thing um, with with App Presser. I mean, there's a lot of things that we keep building um, that we keep trying to innovate, and I know we've committed a lot of 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 changes to core to to say here's what you know we think we should be doing. I think even plugins like App presser to help build a small little app for your site. I think even those are going to start to become greater tools that people can start using to build sure. on top of. And and there are the two. I I I've been a while since I looked at App presser, but I know App presser was originally built on PhoneGap, right? Yeah. So phone, I don't know if it still is, but PhoneGap is one of those tools that that can is a is sort of a crossover tool where you can use your web. Uh, skills inside of a mobile app, right? There's another one called uh, uh, Titanium. Uh, well, actually, it's now called uh, Appcelerator, um, and then it's Cordova. So there's are there are the tools where you can use your JavaScript skills inside of a mobile app uh, to to kind of bridge that gap. For it's it's probably worth mentioning on that one that uh, so React Native kind of falls in that area, mm -hmm. though it's. Uh, that's how Vienna is built, though that's actually, the way that React Native works isn't a web wrapper using web technology. It's actually all native components, but you still write your apps in uh, JavaScript as you would write React apps. So it's kind of like halfway between your kind of like Objective-C and your kind of uh, um, Cordova approach to doing mm -hmm. that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's the same idea, and that's just like, you can take your knowledge as a JavaScript developer, and now you can apply that to, to writing native apps. Um, so for me, that's been fantastic because I do a lot of JavaScript stuff. Uh, so I'm kind of I, I see uh, a pretty big future, I guess, of doing mobile clients there. Uh, Swift is like good, good for you know Objective C for the the, the modern age, maybe. But I, I don't know if if I see there being as much crossover, I guess, with uh, web programmers. There's some, but I think JavaScript gets as much fervor in that regard. Which is I think you're right. Um, and and when I was talking about Swift, I was really, really just uh, quoting Apple. This, that, that's, that's, that's Apple. That's, that's Apple. Apple's a safe thing to do. That's Apple's Apple, vision of the world. Wikipedia. Right? <laughs> Apple. Apple's vision of the world is that every kid right now is programming Swift. Uh, yeah, apps. that's true. But they're doing that. They are making yeah, that okay. happen yeah. by inundating the schools with iPads. Kind um, of. No, not kind of. They are literally making it mandatory for kids yes, in um, schools to have iPads, and they are. That's a, that's a new Apple know, I'm familiar with playgrounds. I'm familiar with our. No, no. The, 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 so uh, Apple's giving the iPads to the schools. The schools are no, they're not. Into the curriculum. No, they're, they're not giving it. <laughs> I, I just, I just text Snopes, and I don't think that's true. No, but, no, no. no this, um, is, this is a real situation. No, listen, this is here's, not here's, like this is not made here's, up here's, or here's, speculation. There's a difference. There's a difference between programming and programming. Concepts, right? So Swift Playgrounds, Hour of Code, those are teaching programming concepts, right? It's and it, and it is getting it, it is basically creating more coders in our future, which right? is great. 
which is which is awesome. Yeah. But it's not the same. Well, so, well so, but so, I'm so, saying separate from the coding, separate from Swift, Apple has been doing an extreme push into uh, middle schools and high schools, particularly middle schools. And uh, my my nephew in law so, is is required to have one in order to complete. So I guess Wait, since we've got two minutes of tangent here, let me let me just let me talk about this. Oh, I have a song to sing in our tangent. I just I wrote it and I've been waiting this whole time here's so my, patiently. Here's, here's my issue with this concept, right? I sh I believe that everybody should have logic classes, but not everyone's a coder, right? And and Apple believes that everybody at some point in their lives could be a coder. Not well, everybody's gonna make a good coder. I think a lot of schools are facing that problem where they don't have the capital to have uh, to rebuild a computer classroom. I mean like every seven Lab. years. Well, <laughs> every seven yeah, yeah. years, every seven years, they have to replace their books, and I think they're kind of doing that with computers. So I think Apple and Google are just saying, "Here, why don't we, you know, kind of like lease these out to you and get kids used to our platform?" Because yeah. you know, down the road, they're going to keep buying our product. So yeah, I think especially if they're trained on them but, in a classroom, they're going to be part of. The, they're just kids already inherently know how to use this stuff. But it's but I think that's different. Brand I think that's really. different than saying. <laughs> I think it's so different I guess to say that we're gonna. We're really, wait, uh, wait, I really want to sing my song about today before we're done. Okay, are you guys ready? So, wait. Really, and then you can I'd like close. to talk, please. Oh, do you, I thought you were just closing. No. No. <laughs> Go. No, I just sounds so, like, that sounds like it's something we're gonna have to kids this transition from doing mobile apps to have them interact directly with WordPress, and that's what we were talking about here, and getting Swift and getting all these things to end up communicating in a way that makes them all work. What? <laughs> well, you guys were just talking about this whole time about about having having Swift and having the WordPress websites, and then we got into this crazy tangent about schools and whatnot. So that, that's what that's what I'm saying here. Is the, yeah, so exactly what you said. Is the admin UI going to be fragmenting so much to the point where someone may know the app for WordPress, but you drop them in WP Admin, they have no idea what's going on? Oh, I don't know. WordPress.com. <laughs> That's already a thing that is happening. Yeah, so so I can't figure out WordPress.com's admin dashboard situation. So I can't imagine. I can't recommend people trans transfer now from .com to .org because no, it doesn't make any sense. It's all. It's fine. So yeah. It sounds like at some point here we're going to end up having a discussion where you can interact with your WordPress site through WordPress.com onto a WordPress.org self-hosted website. Right. What? I just want to sing my song. <laughs> can I just sing it and then we can be done? Yeah, please go for it. sing okay. us out. Right, ready? Let's talk about rest, baby. Let's talk oh about data that's free. Let's talk about all the endpoints and the routes from A to B. Let's talk about rest. Jason, okay. a little You're bit. Welcome. Jason, I love you all. <laughs> all right, folks. Talk to you later. Bye -bye.